Hello, I'm Kimberly Dondo, Digital Content Manager, and welcome to In Conversation With, the podcast series that delves into the world of financial services and brings you face-to-face with some of the most notable figures in the industry. Listen as we discuss topics that are currently facing the industry and hear from visionary CEOs to disruptive innovators as we bring you a diverse array of voices and perspectives. We'll explore the challenges they faced, the lessons they've learned, and the insights they have to share about the ever-evolving landscape of financial services. Hi, I'm Lois Vallely, Chief Reporter of Money Marketing, and on this episode, I'm joined by Nathan Waldron and Ryan Nobbs of Evergreen Financial Planning. Hi to you both. How are you both? Great. Hi. Hi. Yeah, hi. Good. Um, so maybe to start off, you could both introduce yourselves, say a bit about um, why you both decided, decided to join the advice profession. Get my words out. <laughs> um, should we start with you, Nathan? Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. So um, it's every time I say this now, I shock myself. I've been in finance uh, 16 years. Every time it's just making me really older and older each and every time. Um, the reason why I, I, I got into this is it's something that I've always wanted to do from when I was younger. Um, it was something that I was always really focused on, really interested in doing. Um, but where, I, where it all started is completely different. Um, so I, I didn't start um, straight away going going to uni and wanting to do finance before I, I did a lot of um, shows and entertainment and drama and things like that. Um, and then my first role in finance was just before um, my son was being born um, and I started a role at Barclays. Um, which are fantastic local Barclays and built myself up um, over the years then, moved into Premier Banking, um, did all of my exams at that point and that was the time I got my exams and then unfortunately Barclays pulled away from uh, financial advice mm-hmm. um, and there was just no time limit as to when um, it was going to be coming back. Uh, I waited for a bit and then I just thought I cannot keep waiting I almost reached a glass ceiling I've got these exams I can be an advisor and I want to take the plunge but at that moment in time I promise you it was the hardest thing trying to get a job in the advice profession because it, you needed five plus years experience mm. I was like well, where, where can I get that from how are you supposed but, to get yeah, that yeah. <laughs> how on earth could I get five years well I can't just go and buy it from the top shelf so um <laughs> I we hard work waiting waiting eventually um Prudential were doing something what they were called new to advice advisors um and I was able to join there um successfully got the job which was fantastic um and then started from there in an employed role as a financial advisor um and then we gosh how long was we there were there for was it five years Ryan five six Yes. That's yeah, that five, six years. Yeah, five, five to six years. Um at that point. And then uh, just before well during COVID there was a restructure, so they made everybody redundant. Um and then there was an offer to um start as a self-employed advisor with your own business, which I took up gratefully. Um we did that for uh, coming up to two years and then obviously me and Ryan have spoken I know we're going to speak about that later on in the podcast and we decided to to come together and and, and um, create Evergreen. Great um, Ryan what about you what made you get into financial advice? Um, it's kind of kind of kind of similar really um, I've always kind of like dealing with 
with money even when I was young I saved me pocket money and I'll save this and I can spend this and you know it was always sort of drummed into me when I was younger um but yeah I've always been good with numbers so originally actually I, I trained to be an accountant and um yeah it was it wasn't as interesting as I first thought with with that's no uh, no digs at any accountants at all um but I just didn't find it as um as entertaining maybe as I uh, first thought, thought it would have been and uh, yeah I left college after a year and uh, I managed to get a job at Halifax um, and I started when I was 18 and uh, three months in was the uh, the financial crash so uh, I was a yeah. cashier at the time so I didn't really know too much and um, yeah I'd, I'd done seven years at Halifax so I worked my way up through cashier to banking advisor to protection advisor mortgage advisor um and then um at the time there was a, a restructure at halifax and uh we were asked to to leave basically and um i went and got a job at barclays which was um which was great i managed to get a job in a few weeks and there's no sort of worries there and i, I finished up my exams while i was on gardening leave um I was a mortgage advisor at Barclays for about a year again similar to Nathan I, I, I wanted to become a financial advisor but there was no there's no real sort of avenues to go down at that at that time so mm. again same as Nathan trying to get a job as a financial advisor do you have existing client book no do you have an experience no it's sort of like where where do we go and if it was prudential um they're new to advice we we joined and that's how me and Nathan met we was on the same same intake uh same training and you kind of just just hit hit it off from there really and uh yeah five five really good years of Prudential obviously learning learning so much as well through obviously more experienced advisors and the Prudential training and things like that so really picking up a lot and learning the craft and then yeah like a restructure and then we were able to go self-employed and create our own business through MNG, which is which is one now that they're called MNG Wealth. So um yeah, it's been been great ever since really is the I think joining Prudential at that time was the the scariest, biggest leap of faith that we probably had to take. And uh yeah, it's all worked out really well. And um yeah, just lucky to have met as many clients as we have and helped as many people as we have to, over that time. Perfect. So you started off. I think you did. You you each launched your own business as self-employed advisors in 2021. I just wanted to talk before we get on to obviously you merging um, to create Evergreen. I just wanted to talk a bit about what it was like launching your own firm at that time. Was it was it difficult? Was it fun? How, what was your experience of it? Either of you, Nathan, should we take you first? Yeah, I was going to say I didn't want to jump in. Didn't want to jump in. I always do that. So. Um, <laughs> Yes, yes, it was, and no, it wasn't. A bit of a cop-out answer, but I'll explain at the same time. So, realistically, you know, all of my life, um, I've always been employed. So, you go to work, you you get paid at this month, you get this, you know, and, and that was all of a sudden being taken away from you, plus the fact that you've then got to run your own business. Now, speaking to lots of different people, you'd have people that say, they'd be saying, oh, my gosh, how are you going to cope? And then you'd be speaking to other people that were like, oh, it's going to be the best thing you ever do. Trust me. So it's like, well, it's got to be somewhere between those two extremes, hasn't Mm -hmm. it, really? And I think it's more of a kind of coping mechanism for yourself on how how you go about it. So when I went into that, I just... 
both eyes open, just jumped straight in, and it was great. I really in, enjoyed it. Um, I was able to cope with still being an advisor, but took a lot on board in relation to how to run the business, what, how to make things perfect, starting with the best things, you know, from behind the scenes to make sure everything's okay, not just now, but moving forward as well. I felt that was one of the biggest things to do correctly is to get everything behind the scenes done properly you know the, the a great accountant uh, business coach if needed understanding how to to get things flowing understanding when taxes do all of those things as well um it's a lot of work at the start <clears throat> but it made uh, made everything great leading forward for the future um would I do it again? Clearly, yes, I would, because we did it with Evergreen, so obviously mm. it wasn't that bad, you know, as you can clearly <laughs> see from there. Um, but yeah, that was it. It, it was nerve-wracking at the start, because you're going into something which you have never done before, and people are going to be pulling you in all sorts of different directions. But I feel from my side, because I was able to get the right advice, set up everything solidly from the very start, it made things definitely a lot easier, Lois. Great. Um, what about you, Ryan? Similar, different? Yeah, very, very similar. Uh, I think we, well, Nathan spoke to people. I also spoke to people, and it was one extreme to the other. Self-employed is the best thing ever. You'll never go back. And then I've got my mum telling me, "You're not going to have a regular income. How are you going to plan your money? You've got a family now. What are you going to do?" Um, so yeah, we, I had both extremes. But I think like what we do, like we obviously help clients we give financial as we plan it's the same for us when we start a business we've got a good accountant m&g provided a lot of help and and like seminar meetings and things like that to make sure that we had everything ready for when we were going to go self self-employed and you just got to be a bit more adaptable like, with certain things that could potentially go not go wrong but you know that might alter you know, like month to month so yeah i think just being a little bit organized with it and you know obviously everything that you haven't done before is scary because you've never done it before. But I think once we was a few months in, it was it was great. Everything was as it should be and, and running accordingly. The accountant keeps us in line with you know your taxes due for this for your like for corporation tax, your personal for this, and yeah, it's it's nice. It's not for me to work out. It's just for me to obviously pay when it's when it's due and things. So um, yeah, it's just just a bit more hands-on whereas before mng or uh pru at the time would would organize everything for us it was a little bit more straightforward but mm. I, I can't i can't remember now what it's like to be employed i can't can't really remember now <laughs> wow i did um i actually went freelance i was became a freelance journalist in um lockdown so i sort of it's not quite the same there's probably not quite so much work to it but it's a similar sort of thing i mean to do your own tax i stupidly didn't hire an accountant and honestly it was just an absolute yeah. nightmare so shout out to accountants shout out to accountants honestly yeah, sure, shout out definitely. to accountants everywhere and um, the good ones the good ones yeah. of course but yeah honestly they um gosh without them you know, it, 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 that's where a lot of the stress comes. If you don't, if you think that you can do it all, some people can. Don't get me wrong, but if you think that you can do it all, and then that bill hits you, and you don't know what to do, you do it wrong, and then you get that brown envelope coming through the door. That's when it could <laughs> start to cause a bit of a problem. So yeah, shout yeah, out to accountants. Totally imagine. <laughs> um, 
So great. So you, you launched your both um, individual businesses and then you decided to um, join together to create Evergreen, which launched, I think, was it autumn last year? Yeah, around that, wasn't it? Oct- October, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, autumn. Yeah, 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 October. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So what was that like? Why did you decide to take that route? Um, how did it sort of come about? Who started it? <laughs> who asked <Yeah>. who? <laughs> um, I think with, with with me and Nathan, even though like I'm in the south and Nathan's sort of around sort of the middle upwards of England, we kind of just spoke every day anyway. As we'd always bounce each ideas off each other and just, you know, talk through cases to make sure we're not going crazy and something seems a bit 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 odd sort of thing. But it was just, I don't know, it was brought to us, wasn't it? It was someone said it to us, well, why haven't you done it yet? And we were sort of Oh, that's a good it's a good question really why why haven't we done it yet and um yeah we just got ideas sort of bouncing from one another and then it kind of just just with a lot of careful planning it just it just all happened at the right time didn't it Nate? yeah it, it, it did i think it was one of those things where somebody says something to you and at the time you go oh yeah great idea you know and it kind of parks and then but Later on, I know I was late that evening. I was thinking, actually, that's a really good idea. I wonder why we haven't already even thought of this. So again, you sleep on it, you think about it again. And, and then I spoke to you, didn't arrive at the film and said, "Shall we do this? I think it's this. Well, this is a good idea. We can do this, 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 and this. We're already doing everything." to to make great businesses separately but we can bring them together and i think what the key thing about this is because i don't think it's just about bringing two great uh, like good businesses to great businesses together i feel it's like having that synergy but also being able to fill each other's voids as well so say for instance you know again i don't like saying because i'm financial advisor but ryan's really focused on you know spreadsheets figures and things like that and i'm saying it this time because it sounds like i'm a financial advisor i do like numbers as well do you see, do you see what i mean but yeah um from brian's perspective he, he that's that's his focus whereas for me my perspective is um looking at um how we can create more business and speak to more clients and interact in different ways and, you know, create articles and marketing, all those different aspects as well of a business, which when you join us together, it fills everything. Do you see what I mean? Rather mm-hmm. than me and Ryan being exactly the same, we're trying to do the same stuff. We're, we're, we're the same in, in work ethic, but we're all doing different things. So when you put that together, it fills everything, which is, I think that's a, the real big secret to this, rather than just going, oh yeah, come on, let's all join businesses together. Because I don't think that always will work because you might have people that are, you know, which are great separately, but when together they want to do the same things. Whereas with myself and Ryan, again, great separately but together even better because we can support each other in different ways mm, great yeah i think it helps it i think when we sat down it was what what do we want it to be what do we want the business to be and it, it all aligned to like what i wanted it to be and what nathan wanted it to be and it was sort of looking at trying to help as many people because you obviously they got the advice gap which everyone talks about and it's been talking about for years and years and years and it's just not enough people being seen and then you know sort of financial advice has got that that stigma around where well, you've got to have money to have a financial advisor and then it's sort of the you know like the everyday people as, as such as they you know um that go to work and 
raise a family and you know got a work pension but don't think too much or more of it so sort of how many people can we help along the way and you know how many conversations can we have and you know what do we do within the business to make that more streamlined so it frees up more time do we have to hire more staff you know it's, it's sort of all those things that were the things that we we spoke about but because we had the same objectives of what we wanted to achieve it was easy to to join the businesses together um so i think that that helps as well massively mm, definitely um so i love a good name story so who's going to tell me the thinking behind the name evergreen <laughs> go on uh, it was it was funny it was um i was driving back from a a, meet, a meeting i was on the phone to nathan i was like what we're we gonna call the business and i was like well it's a bit weird. We can't have my name in, in the title and we can't have Nathan's name in it. And then when we try to join them, you know, can't really use my name for much, to, to be honest. So it was a bit, it was a bit, um, we had to think a little bit outside the box. It was a really, it was a really nice day and um, sun was shining, like a few clouds in the sky. And um, I saw I saw this sign and it said, um, it said Evergreen. Well, that sounds nice. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I didn't tell Nathan about the sign. And I was like, oh, what do you think about Evergreen? He was like, oh, I like it. I was like, yeah. And it was only like recent, not not too recently. But when we said it, I was like, you know where I got that from? And it was a, it was a sign. Um, but it was, it was like, I see it as a sign because I was just driving. It just, it was just stuck out of me. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a great name. And, um, we was, and then we thought about it more and more. And it was sort of like, you know, you could have like a forest of trees growing, like trying to help clients, the more trees and more clients and things. And it just just sounds nice, and yeah, you know, that's that's how we come up with it, and that's that's the truth. I could have uh, could have no, uh, fed you another another story. <laughs> lied, <laughs> lied about it, but no, he, he, he didn't. And then, as as he's just said there, it just grew into oh, see, it grew and evergreen. It just grew into more, didn't it? Really, and we've it, when we when we speak about different aspects and you know planting seeds and growing into future and turning all this and for forest and forest and things like that it's a, it creates a like a, a nice atmosphere and, and a warming feeling for clients to look at and it's not just about oh i'll see you now we're not forever it's 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 a relationship building thing as well so when people see that it's it, it's something that we we can grow through together so the name kate was assigned to actually was a sign i found that out when he was he wasn't lying because he said it was a sign but it literally was a sign um and then um but then it's it's grown into something which is actually really nice and and, and great for the clients as well lovely so can you tell me anything about your future plans don't we go on some of this right yeah, and then you, can, yeah. This is Nathan's creativity. Yeah, no, why? He'll, he'll be winding me in if I think he's he's going to cost any money. So <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so th- there's a lot that we want to do, you know, genuinely in relation to, and I know Ryan, you, we, we, you know, you mentioned the finance finance gap, and that's something which is really important as well because at the moment we always, as you know, you speak to people, they say. I haven't got enough enough money to speak to a financial advisor, but it's more about the education. And okay, so yes, you haven't got some money to invest at the moment, but how do you get that money to start investing? That's a question that people don't, you know, financial advisors don't help with, or maybe you know, somebody may have 
£10,000, okay, for a financial advisor. Some, it might not be that for their time to go and sit down with that client, but that doesn't mean that they don't need some advice or guidance. And that's where certain aspects of, you know, different kinds of um, advice journeys can come into it as well. Um, so uh, going back to what we have planned, we have a lot of financial education that we're going to be putting out for, for this year. Uh, and that's helping not just adults, but going down as well um, to teenagers and possibly even younger, um, mm. different aspects and that. Because we do believe a lot of mistakes in relation to finance just come from a lack of knowledge. People don't go out purposely. The majority of people don't go out purposely to make these mistakes. It's just because they don't know. And then you know, by the time they then speak to somebody or understand it's then far too late to try and reverse from that. Mm. So it's about maybe, yeah, we're going to be putting out a lot of different education pieces so people can sit down and go through that and understand more. Um, we're really focused on getting, you know, explaining in a clear manner and just getting rid of all this jargon. It doesn't, if you can speak in a lot of jargon, it doesn't mean that you're super highly qualified and better than the other person in front of you. It just doesn't mean that. You, our jobs are to take things that are super complicated and put them in front of a client so they can truly understand every aspect of it in their way. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you know, sometimes you've got to use these words because there isn't another word to explain it, but then you can explain what that word is for the client. So we're, we're about just demystifying and getting rid of all of that jargon as well um and then approach um for this year is is our growth so we've already taken on uh two advisors and they're new to advice which is again wonderful kind of mimics our um growth our entry into the into the business as well and what we want to do for them is, is create an atmosphere where they can ask, they can learn. It's, you know, they've got support from us all of the time. They've got support from M&G behind in the background as well when needed. Um, and to make that journey really, really easy for them from a new to advice advisor going through the business, going through um, their journey as well. So it's, it's about the education pieces um, and also around our growth of our new advisors. Lovely. Sounds great. Um, I did just want to ask you, because you've mentioned the advice gap a lot, um, if you see tech as a thing that's going to help sort of in closing the advice gap. And specifically, do you have any thoughts on, um, obviously, artificial intelligence is like the buzzword of the moment. Um, Everyone seems to be talking about it. Do you have any thoughts on whether advisors are going to be able to use that to help? both so yes it will so tech can definitely help and it's a journey where once it's right it's going to be absolutely amazing for clients because again it goes excuse me goes back to my point where if someone has an amount of money to invest and it's not to um, an advisor's minimum limit oh sorry i can't help you so what happens with that client at that that client is still a client do you see what i mean they need something that they need to invest that money in so looking from a tech perspective, um, there's different avenues that we're also looking at. Is there something where we there's there's an app where people can invest it and then they can move across to us when they need it or ask questions directly or and that's where the AI can possibly come into it as well. So I don't think AI at the minute is at a point where it can give financial advice because it gives it gives us facts, but it I don't think, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, then correct me. I don't think it can understand human emotion. 
Emily. I certainly yeah. hope it comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there was a thing that I read, you know, where there was a Google one where supposedly it started to understand emotion, and that's that's something why they had to stop. But oh, I don't dear, know. If that, yeah. The end, <clears throat> yeah. So, they, so emotion and things. So fact, factual is is great, and we you know we have to work off facts. That's yeah, that's understandable, but you also have to understand emotion and, mm. and and understand the client and be in front of them. I think you could manipulate AI um, if a client could, definitely, just by what's put in. It, you know, and a client, AI is very factual. So say, for instance, you said to me, Nathan, I want to have £10,000. What if, if you would have had 9999 it would all have been tax-free? The the AI will just give it to you because that's all you just asked for. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Rather than looking at it from a broader perspective. However, what I do believe it will be able to do a lot quicker is help with basic needs and analysing clients that are, are building money from a shorter perspective. So if somebody's invested that their 5000 or £500 a month, whatever it is, into a fund they could analyze that and see if it's working for them they could maybe offer new funds they could give ideas they could maybe ask basic questions to it so i do think ai is something which is going to be very helpful in relation to analyzing clients and helping them grow offering basic needs do i believe we're going to have ai as financial advisors i don't think yet I think it probably will come in the future in some aspect, um, but I don't think yeah. But yeah, yeah, it, it, it's difficult because some, you you speak you can speak to somebody and they'll be like, yeah, it's it's coming, it's going to be here to twenty twenty five. You're going to have AI advisors walking around the streets and stuff like that. You know, twenty twenty five. Wow. Yeah, just one year away. <laughs> just yeah, we've got the, the Tesla robots and everything all about. So mm-hmm. it could be one of them. Um, but I do, I definitely do think there's there's a place and. Um, offering different avenues for clients, I think that's so important. It's an advice. Somebody might not want to see an advisor just yet. They might just want to just manage their own money. Doesn't mean they don't need help. They still need the guidance to do that. They don't might just not want to speak to somebody at this moment in time. So I think it's all about offering clients a way that they can still interact and get education and get that financial advice through their own avenue, but still have the option, if needed, then to speak to an advisor. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also wanted to ask about, obviously, the consumer duty came into force in July last year. Um, how has that been for you? Have you noticed sort of have you had to do anything differently or have you noticed any differences? Um, how much does MNG help with that as well? If you're I assume you're an appointed representative of MNG. So how much of, of that is them having to look at the consumer duty and how much have you had to be involved and sort of look at it? Yeah, to, to be fair, I mean. MNG has been very supportive. Um, obviously, the consumer duty and, and passing all the all the relevant information down to us, which does help. And of course, me and Nathan have, have looked at looked at it in detail as well. But from from our point of view, Nathan and I have always been always tried to do a little bit more in in more. So when it when the changes came into play, it was sort of things that we were kind of already doing or just needed to tweak a little bit. Mm. So from our point of view, it was just making sure a lot more obviously is recorded and and being shown of as what we're doing with clients on a day-to-day basis. But um it's just really small tweaks to be honest from our point of view. I can imagine if you were an advisor that hadn't been doing what we were doing previously, then I can imagine there being a fundamentally a lot more changes that you've had to build build into your business. But for us, because 
we we try and see it from a consumer point of view more than a, maybe an advisor point of view like if we if if it was my mum and dad sitting there what would I have liked to seen the advisor do and, and what would I want to be recorded and shown and all the options and, and things like that when when looking at your investments or retirement planning it, it kind of was very small tweaks tweaks for us but I think the the consumer duty itself is is good in relation to protecting clients or giving clients a better outcome as as is what's needed and I think that that's helping helping that become a, become achievable mm. yeah definitely um, so we're probably coming to the end of our time for this podcast, but I did just want to ask you both um, if we could just round off with what one piece of advice you would give to someone starting out on a career in financial advice. So I don't know who wants to go first. I'm, I'm going to go first on this one in case he <laughs> steals, my, steals my idea. So for me, I think one of the biggest things, and if you're going to come into this industry, is really be patient and be confident in your ability because people get told things like they're going to come in and I'm going to earn this and, and then it doesn't happen and they get really, you know, emotional around it and, and and find it really difficult to to move forward and get through that the job is really hard it is hard you have a million and one things to do you then have to speak to people understand their needs you've got to make sure everything's perfectly right and it all gets checked so it is a hard job but you have to understand it's a, it's a long-term vision as well. So it's not just about, oh my gosh, what, what am I going to do for this year? I'm not going to be able to do it. It's, you're going to have points where you feel that, oh yes, it's great, you're that roller coaster, and then you're going to come down again. However, if you do give yourself time, and when I'm talking about time, I'm not talking one, two, even three years, I'm talking you know four years plus um, moving forward. So even even up to four years plus, realistically, is where you'll then start to really have those in-depth and really deep um, relationships with your clients, of which then they'll then start to get you referrals as well. And that's when you'll start to see your business grow in a different avenue. The first few years are difficult and tough and very slow, and nobody seems to let, let you know this it's it is but you you know if you can just get through that time and believe in your own ability it's not you as a person it's just how it is that's it it's not you it's not the world isn't against you it's just that's the road that you just have to take unless you're exceptionally lucky and somebody gives you everything straight away which doesn't usually happen it might happen one in a hundred times to somebody but the majority of the time is it's not about you it is just how it is and have confidence in your ability over the long term lovely thank you uh ryan so yeah for, for me it's kind of two two bits of advice i'd, I'd give it's um, especially if you're new or you know you're starting out on your own is is having a support mechanism around you uh, this job can be very lonely and unfortunately financial advice is not straightforward even for advisors you might have done all your exams you could even be chartered but never done the job um until you sit down with a client and then you get a, a real life scenario it's not like the textbooks so having that support mechanism around you um i think it's the most important even if you have to join someone's business and and and, and have a pay away or something like that you, you will you will build up your own knowledge a lot quicker you'll probably build up your business quicker by having that support mechanism in in place because 
if you're stuck, you could wait weeks to finish a case where you could have it finished in a, a day or two once you've got all the information in. So I think having that that in place is probably the most important um, uh, important bit of advice, uh, like recommendation from me. And then for me, it's a bit of a cheesy one, but I was told it when I was about 20, 20 years old and I become a banking advisor at Halifax. And uh, it was someone who was retiring, who was a, a financial advisor um, when they had them at the bank. And he told me, you don't sell anything. You just you just uh, solve problems. It's down to the client to um, choose how they want to solve that problem. Mm. And he said, if you always do the right thing, you always make more money in the long run. And I can honestly say I've kept that to heart because, of course, everyone works to to make money and they want to be successful. But if you always do the right thing, it always seems to have benefited myself and Nathan. You know, the amount of times we've gone and saw a client and they've got a big pension or they've got some money and they're not sure what to do and they don't want to retire for 18 months, just just wait. Just wait 18 months. Don't try and rush through a case just so you get the client on your book. Just, just be honest. And if the pension's or the investment's great where it is, just be honest and say, I wouldn't make any changes, you know, it's it's great where it is. Mm. And you'll find that more people will come back to you for being honest than trying to do something you probably probably shouldn't have done. So for me, it's just always doing the right thing and um yeah, just just build up your reputation that way, to be honest. Perfect. Thank you both so much. Um I've really enjoyed having this conversation today. I think it's been really interesting. No, I'm trying not to say interesting, that's New Year's, New Year's resolution. <laughs> I think it's been really fascinating to talk to you both. Thank you for joining me and good luck with the business. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks a lot, Louis. Thanks for having yes, us on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to In Conversation With. We do hope that you enjoyed it. Please do keep up to date with all our new releases via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can also keep up to date with all our new content published on the Money Marketing website, as well as our print edition, Money Marketing Magazine. So make sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next time.